Welcome to the Exponential Potential Podcast with your hosts, Claire Oatway and Jennifer Evans, with expert guests sharing inspiring and uplifting stories, groundbreaking, rule-shaking ideas, fresh perspective, powerful top tips and tools on an array of topics designed to help you thrive in all areas of life. Hello everyone and welcome to the Exponential Potential podcast and I'm really excited and I know I say this all the time in nearly every episode but I am really thrilled about this month's uh, topic which is all around leadership and the different styles and what we can do to make positive impact when we step into that role and today we are delving deep dun, dun, dun. we are delving deep into leading with purpose with radical authenticity love it and that yeah i love that title it's so powerful jill um, and i'll introduce you to jill in a moment um, but I just want to delve in a little bit as to why you need to listen to this episode. <laughs> we are going to be covering what leading from purpose means um, and also what radical authenticity is, why it's so important if you want to really thrive and flourish. Um, we're talking about how to cultivate the courage to do that because it's a brave journey um, and why that's also important to create ease and flow in your life. So uh, we're gonna delve in, I'm gonna introduce you. I am over the moon that we have the marvelous, fantastical Jill Mokes. Welcome, Jill. Lovely Thank to have you, Jen. Thank you Lo for having me. Lovely to have you. And I'll just give you a little brief intro as to who Jill is. She is a coach, a, a business coach and mentor and founder of Jill Mokes Coaching and Consulting. And I love this, how clearly passionate you are about helping UK-based business coach, um, sorry, you're a UK business coach, mentor and growth strategist. And I, I love this, who help freedom-seeking, risk-taking women grow their business their way. I'm all about that. Your That's business, it. your rules, your way. Um, she has an incredibly unwavering in her belief that when it comes to building a purpose-led business, there is no one-fit solution. Because we're all unique, aren't we? Everybody's different. And Jill empowers clients to be who they truly are. We're going to be delving into that a little bit in this episode as to what exactly that means. Um, and do the work that matters to them from a place of radical authenticity. Jill delivers the map, the motivation and the mindset to grow your business in a way that feels good for you. And believes that when you're brave enough to do things your way, and you're outstanding at what you do. You deserve a life of infinite possibilities. So welcome, Thank Jill. <laughs> Thank you so much. So good to be here. I've yes. been looking forward to this. Me too. I've been really, and I know I say that a lot, but we have fantastic guests and I have been really looking forward to this because I know, I know we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, oh yes oh yes and for listeners for people that are watching and this is where the fun starts she said in a really serious voice um talking about radical authenticity before we even get into questions and things like that um if you're watching on video Jill <laughs> has behind her a little sign on the wall amongst her beautiful pictures her graphic design pictures saying don't be a dick I'm afraid it is my number one non-negotiable when it comes to 
<laughs> where can we be i think i said to you before jen like my partner dave always says to me you cannot have that on the wall when you're coaching clients and and i think i absolutely can because anyone who doesn't find that funny will hate working with me you know and i i need to make sure they understand that from the outset uh, yes and how that ties into radical authenticity and having the courage i mean that takes a lot of bravery to have something like that up behind you but you it, it, I, do, yeah. I do i really do because you are you're being true to who you are without yeah. apology absolutely absolutely so and it's interesting you saying that um you know, it takes a lot of courage to have that up there. I think, and I know we're going to come on to this a bit later mm. when we talk about cultivating the courage to be radically authentic. And one of the the important parts of that is exercising um, acts of authenticity like a muscle. Mm -hmm. So for me, it doesn't feel brave to have that up there. It's like, uh, oh yeah, well that that's of course that's up there because that's who I am. Right. But that's because that hasn't always been like that for me. I haven't always been able to be like that. But right now I can because I've exercised it like a muscle. Right. So where sort of how did you come to be at this point in your journey? Mm. So, well, I worked in um, corporate insurance for years and years. And there came a point where. I think it like everyone does they reach a point where there's no going back really I, I just thought this isn't aligned to what I want to do I need more freedom one of the reasons I work with freedom seeking women is because what motivated me to leave my nine to five and start my own business in the first place was just that craving to have more freedom mm. I remember um, distinctly one moment that brought it home to me really was I was um, driving to the station for my commute to London and on the way to, and at the time I was a member of this um, sailing club in the next village to where I live and I watched the lady just lovely lady who worked at the sailing club she worked behind the bar and she did the cleaning in the in the sailing club and she was wandering down to her early morning cleaning job at the sailing club and she was sauntering down the road as I drove past her in a pair of shorts. She had her headphones on. It was a beautiful, sunny day. So she was doing that. And I was going to my pretty high paid insurance job in the city with my head wedged under someone's armpit on the train. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, which one of us is actually living? <laughs> which mm -hmm. one of us is actually enjoying their life? Mm -hmm. And it definitely wasn't me. Mm. And that was a really pivotal moment for me because I suddenly realized I couldn't do what I was doing. So I, the first business I started actually was as a VA, as a virtual assistant, because I didn't actually know how I could make money outside of working in insurance. So I thought, well, I know my way around a spreadsheet. I can probably manage someone's e email inbox. I can set myself up as a virtual assistant, which I did. And um everything grew from there really I, I sort of promoted myself a couple of times by just changing my email signature um from first it went from virtual assistant to online business manager and when I was working as a, a online business manager I, I became very aware that a lot of the women that I was working for who were coaches and consultants um were, in my opinion, really missing the mark in terms of how they were marketing their businesses. And often there was just no alignment between who they really were, because I saw behind the scenes, yeah. there was this real misalignment between who they were and the person they were projecting to yes. the outside world. And I think that realization of having that privileged, really, position to be behind the scenes in a business and see things from both sides, um, it gave me this huge insight that actually, I believe the most successful businesses and the most successful business owners are the ones who are radically authentic. The, the people who, if you looked behind the scenes of their business, to the signs on their walls, to the way they talk, to the way they create an offer, to the way they market their business, there would be no misalignment. 
And that's really what I now, because I promoted myself again from online business manager to business coach. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I did then get my um, ICF certification. So, I don't, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying my change of email signature was my only um, credential. <laughs> that would not be good. But that's yeah. So that was really the journey that I went on to becoming a business coach who now coaches around helping women, you know, be who they truly are, because that for me is the prerequisite of success. Some people think of it. Some people think that getting to do what you love and be who you are is the reward for being successful. Or once I get to a certain level of success, then I'll be able to do what I really want. Mm-hmm. or come across as who I really am then I'll have the privilege of doing that but I think that's not true in my opinion it's the prerequisites are getting crystal clear on who you really are and doing what you love yeah it's that saying isn't it and I've never I've never it's never felt comfortable with me fake it till you make it it's <laughs> never I have it makes never... me do that strange cat noise yeah yeah <laughs> Definitely. Sorry, sorry, listeners, that might have been a bit yeah, rough sorry, on the that, microphone. That must have been absolutely <laughs> awful, especially for anyone who's not actually watching, who just got the horrible sound. <laughs> not, the, not the funny cat face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it is, it's never resonated. And that mm. comes from what exactly what you just said. You be authentic first. Um, and I, w- I want to just touch on before we go more into radical authenticity. Um, what does leading from purpose mean for you? How do you mm. see that? Let's unpack yes. that. Let's unpack that. I don't, what does that even mean? I don't have it stored away anywhere to unpack it. You have it in your head. You have it in your okay. head. Okay. Oh, okay. Got it. I'm going to unpack it from up here for you. Yeah. 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 So, leading from purpose is this is a really for me it's so fundamental it's the when you lead from purpose it means leading from the place of your genuine values your genuine opinions your genuine ideas about things it's leading from that place as opposed to anyone else's imposed uh position So leading from your own purpose means that you share your true beliefs about the subject around which you're leading. And this is this applies in our life. It's just not in not just in business, because leadership, as we all know, is really it it translates right through everything we do in our lives. You know, Mm -hmm. we're leaders at home. We're leaders with our kids. We're leaders, um, you know, with our friends. We're leaders in the way we conduct our lives, but certainly within business, whether you work in, whether you work for um, a corporate organization or whether you have your own business, you're a leader. And when you lead from your own purpose, it means you're leading from a place of honesty and a place of your standing by putting your stake in the ground for your own beliefs. And I think really that, sits above leading from purpose sits above any other kind of leadership strategies or leadership theory that is out there because it's the honest truth of how you lead it's not you trying to be like another leader you admire it's leading from your purpose what you believe in would you say that's similar to leading from your heart I think so yeah mm-hmm. and and so. consciously and consciously yeah I think it's really tied up with doing it consciously I I guess sometimes we call it don't we leading with intention Mm. and I think you know that's another word that that's really important here Um, but all of those things for me come back to this spine of honesty because when we lead from purpose it's really hard to be dishonest about that. It's very hard to be dishonest when you're truly leading from a place of purpose. And and do you find that clients that come to you 
also struggle with what that purpose is and what their values are because their identities and roles are so such a big part of who they think they are yeah I a lot of people come to me with what I call borrowed purposes (laughs) so 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 what happens is that they've read lots of books about finding your purpose or they have um there are people that they follow online who talk about their purpose a lot and so what happens is that sometimes clients come to me with this borrowed idea of what their purpose is um, because they haven't quite got the um, courage perhaps I think it's a bit of courage a bit of bravery um, but certainly haven't got the, the clarity around what their own purpose is and where the honesty part comes in hugely for this as well because quite often people struggle particularly when it comes to purpose in business because for so long they've been told that making money can't be your purpose that's not an acceptable answer it has to be you can choose from these very more giving answers but you cannot choose making money you know and I'm being facetious but that's how people are made to feel and I think so so you're saying so you're saying that sorry you're saying I just want to really clarify this you're saying that a lot of people's purpose they put that above money not really no what I'm actually what I really mean is that we've been told that purpose has to be around serving others to the exclusion of making money making money must not be a factor and Uh I'm I try to coach my clients around making a stand for the and we call it because making money can absolutely be part of your purpose but the truth is no one just has making money as their purpose because if they did I'd be getting into like selling cryptocurrency and bitcoin (laughs) because I you know it would be a damn sight easier to make money that way so but but there is this element of honesty that's allowed to come in because once people say this is why people struggle to nail their purpose it's because actually for a lot of people starting out for example in business is that they say well at the moment I am starting this business because I need to pay my bills mm-hmm. and they're almost made to feel guilty for needing to earn money from what they do it's almost and like I just creating want to it. embrace both it's like create making money dirty Yes, and that you see that a lot with coaches and healers and service-based businesses especially energy work because there's this whole thing about well I have an ability which we all have it's not you know we all have an um, abilities and we all have healing energetic abilities Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of people that I know a lot of healers I know feel that they shouldn't be earning money even let Mm -hmm. alone making it part of an important part and because it's they see it as a gift um, and they're not looking at their personal value absolutely and I always think you know it's so round the wrong way isn't it Mm. because actually the people who have huge purpose because I consider that kind of um career or business around the healing the kind of you know the deeper work is delivering huge value to clients and I think that it's almost it's a missing element if that making money doesn't become part of that purpose because when we have a business that is only to serve and isn't in any way to make money it becomes an unsustainable business so yes I I just want to add to that as well Jill um about money mindset and I'm I'm sure you do a lot of work on money mindset mm, um mm. if you have that kind of mindset there is an element that when you lead from your heart or when you lead from your purpose then things will flow but if you have that money mindset then the financial element will not flow so I can see yeah so I want to take you back to that and that you were talking about the and because then that links the two doesn't it it does it absolutely does and that 
that is often a missing piece and it's a blocker for people because actually once you give people that permission to include the and and make money they then become much more expansive when they actually examine what their true purpose really is because it becomes a block for people if they're not allowed to include the money part that's all they can think about mm-hmm. and when I say not allowed I mean that they've been they've kind of got this belief that they shouldn't mention the money part or I'm not doing it for the money you know once they can once you can get someone to kind of overcome that and and make that stand for the end they're much better at um, talking about their true purpose mm-hmm. it's really amazing it really makes such a difference for people yeah I can feel that and and I I, re- I remember being in that situation where mm. um I just the money aspect was kind of hidden under the carpet. That's it. And yeah. I, I didn't want to look oh, at yeah. it. But oh no, that's you know, if I if I keep doing this, if I lead from service, and yes, there is elements where that works, but you have to have the matching alignment with the money mindset. And I was hiding it under the rug. And then I, I got honest with myself and I'm like, yes, I love what I do. I love helping other women. I love um empowering women and making a difference and helping them transform their lives Mm -hmm. but I also love making money I also love my freedom and my financial freedom it's huge and I want to know I've got a cushy retirement at the end of it absolutely Um, and And it's okay all of those things are okay and those things together are what I wish for all my clients I want them Mm. to have and in in buckets you know Mm, I love that I love that so and a lot of people struggle so I think this leads on to a bit more about radical authenticity Mm. and getting mixed up with who well it's about radical authenticity about being really honest with your values and lining up with those values and I love what you said as from the behind the scenes where you see people that are very very different behind the scenes than they are in Mm. front of a camera or with Mm. their clients or on stage and yes there is an element of showmanship but there is that their alignment is I it's so key isn't it to be oh it really is because you just so what are the things that stop people from being they're rad you know being radically authentic yeah yeah well this is an interesting one isn't it because it's fear it's always fear and it's fear of a few things fear of judgment um is a big one so we tend to project onto other people some negative stuff they might think of us if we reveal our true selves in all its glory um i think it's fear of disappointing people so I think, you know, we get scared of saying something that, you know, oh, gosh, that I shouldn't have said that. I wish I hadn't said that. If my mum hears about that, oh, no. You know, so I think that's part of it. I think it's fear. It's always imposter syndrome. So, you know, we try and be like someone who we admire or we try and emulate someone who is perhaps a little further along on their entrepreneurial journey. If we're a business owner, you know, we try and emulate them because we we look at their success and think, okay, so to have that success, I need to be like them. And we sort of try and take on this pers- this new persona uh, um, that copies the way they are. There's a lot, it's lots of things, mm. I think. Um, I can tell you, share with you a story from... Um, when I started my business which was because I haven't always found this easy so a lot of clients will say to me but Jill you're so confident you know or you you're you find it easy to just be yourself and and you're not embarrassed I didn't have not always been like that when I first started my business I was so embarrassed of the people who knew me thinking what the hell is she up to like you know who's she to call herself a business manager or a business coach so I blocked everyone that I knew from social media (laughs) (laughs) I blocked all of my friends and family I I know exactly what you mean though I totally resonate with that Jim I I really relate to it 
Yeah. Because one minute I'm working in insurance and the next minute I'm ap- apparently some expert in business. Who who am I to do that? You know, so I'm, and of course it was complete projection because the people that I was working with, I was getting great results for. Mm-hmm. They could see that I was genuinely, you know, good at what I did. They didn't have any problem with paying me to, to make a difference in their business. So why I thought my friends and family, well, I, I'm not sure what I thought they would do if they saw my social media content. I, I don't know if I thought they were going to put a comment on there saying, Jill, uh, come on now, wind your neck in. You don't know anything about this. <laughs> yeah. But I was embarrassed yeah. and I didn't want them to see me being this, what felt to me at the time, like a new person. Yeah. Yes, because it is a uh, transition, isn't it? It is a transition. It really is a transition. But I think the key is the So sooner... how, how did you how did you overcome that? Yeah. Because yeah. I know That's I know question. yeah, because I was the same with it's like what will my parents think? What will my brothers think? Because I was teased yeah. all my life. A lot of people think I'm was born with confidence. Um, yep. But I also had a huge amount of lack of confidence, self-worth and low self-esteem issues, which mm. played out in all sorts of interesting behaviours, shall we say. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, I remember doing the same thinking, I'm not going to post on my personal page because I don't want friends and family. And I know yeah. we're not the only ones. Oh, um, I know. Oh, we're not oh, actually, too. I'm going to block that person because they're quite judgmental. I'm going to block them. Yeah. yeah. But how, I would love to know. I mean, I don't give it. What's it now? Right. Um, but how did what did you do to to overcome that? It was a journey. First of all, it didn't happen overnight. But there was something very pivotal that when I got my head around it, it made all the difference in the world to me. And it's something that I now absolutely incorporate in my mindset coaching part of of the work that I do and that is around choosing ourselves for success and when we do that what I mean is choosing the whole of us for success I think at the beginning I had this mindset of well I really want to have my own business and I really want to be wealthy so I'm gonna see I'll give it a go I'll see what I can do I'll see what I can copy perhaps from what other people are doing I'll see how if I can cobble together some kind of business and I'm going to be honest when I think back now I don't really know how this insight dropped so I'm sorry if it came from someone that I followed online and and, and it resonated with me but if it did I've forgotten who who it was but I had this real insight at some point that what am I what am I doing here why am I I'm a smart woman why am I kind of trying to create a business that's a pale imitation of someone else's and I think it was that moment that I chose myself and I suddenly I and I chose everything about myself I chose the way I look because one thing for me that was really hard originally was uh, making any kind of video content because of being overweight. So I would like straight away think, oh, my God, absolutely not. No chance. I'll just have to like. Um, I'll, oh, uh, one thing I used to say all the time was, oh, no, well, you see, I love writing or I love speaking. So I, I don't need to do video. And of course, it wasn't that. And those things are true. But that wasn't really why I didn't want to do the video. But in this whole process of choosing myself, it was it was really a feeling of I can do this as me. And actually, I think I'll do a better job as me than I will, like I say, creating a pale imitation of someone else's business. And if I'm going to choose myself for success, then I'm going to trust myself to make smart decisions. And from that moment, it got easier and easier and easier to be what I now refer to as radically authentic, um, which I know we'll, we'll go on to and what I mean by that. But I guess, yeah, in answer to the question of how did I overcome it, it was a journey. It was wanting to overcome it. That's something that I would say that I think you have to have an awareness that you're not living authentically or not a showing up authentically to want to change it 
and to have the confidence to not care who sees it. And making that way more important, making your success, your happiness, your fulfillment of life way more important than anything else. Yeah. Isn't it? It's so that then the fear diminishes because you're not Absolutely. focusing on the fear. You're focusing on what you want to create, what you want to achieve and the impact of that on your life. And then your client's life, your family ripple effect on and on and on. Yeah, you're so yeah. right, actually. I'm glad you said that because you're so right. It is wanting to create the business I knew was inside me became bigger than the embarrassment that was holding me back. It, like that purpose. So it, again, it comes back to the purpose. The purpose or for me of actually empowering women to create really this full fat version of the business they really want became more important to me than the fear of judgment from the people who knew me mm. they became less important or their opinions certainly became less important yeah 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 and I then it that. is if I, I, like can me, I just I, I love that sorry go on what you just said about the full fat version of themselves mm. Mm. That yeah, full really... fat version of themselves. I often say to people, one of the um the I think it's on my website actually, is I help women build the full fat version of the business they really want rather than the light version they've been beavering away at. You know that light L-I-T-E version. Yes. And I think that's that's what we do. We often, particularly when we start a business, um, so my me being a virtual assistant was really a light version of what I really wanted to do. It was the bit, it was the version I thought was available to me. At the time. At the time. It was the version I thought was doable, available. You know, and I suppose part like, of what I do and, and part of what harnessing that radical authenticity does is it takes off any kind of limits. Because when you're radically authentic, you have no competition, none. No one else can do what I do. Because you're completely, utterly you. Right. And right. you're not, as you said, a paler version of somebody else, because right. that's the key word there, isn't it? Pale. So radically yes. authenticity is, mm -hmm. if you could, what, how would you sum that out? Radical authenticity. So we can, we can be authentic. Yeah. Some I, of, think, but I think we, interestingly, I, I, I always I, say that, sorry, go ahead. I think, sorry. I think that people also struggle with that, with what that means. What is authenticity? Yeah. What is true authenticity? And what is, you know, the radical sounds like it's like the super version of authenticity. <laughs> yes, I like it. It's like authenticity on steroids. Yeah. So what, so <laughs> I can like you describe that. what you mean by that? Because some people do struggle with what being authentic is. We hear it all the time. Yeah. It's like a buzzword, but it's yeah. much, much more than a, you know, when you do it, it's not a it buzzword. It is overused. It is yeah. a buzzword, but it's too important to, to cast aside because it's a buzzword. Mm. Um, and I think what this might illustrate it, what I mean by radical authenticity. Radical authenticity is what you get to when you stop trying to be authentic. So <laughs> I know that's unpack a bit of a, that, Jill. What? I'm going to unpack that one now, Jen. Yes, please do. <laughs> this is a full un unpacking sesh. So what I mean by that is I'm going to give you an example. Yeah. I'm going to give you another example. Yes, so please. I used to be, I used to tell everyone and anyone that I loved yoga. Anyone and everyone listening. Oh, yeah, I love yoga. But why? Because I wanted to be someone who loved yoga. And I wanted to be someone who loved yoga, ate organic food and practiced meditation at least 23 times a day. Unfortunately, there was a slight spanner in the work. <laughs> there was a slight spanner in the work. And that is that I literally hate freaking yoga. I hate it. But but I was desperate to be that. But in my head, that was this like, oh, this kind of earth mother 
person was who I really wanted to be because I was so interested in other people like that and I really wanted to be like them and it really appealed to me to be like that so you know I mean honestly I have yoga pants a yoga mat and two yoga bricks I don't think I've ever done a full yoga session in my entire (laughs) adult life and yet you love yoga and yet I would tell people I love yoga because I hate you were... <laughs> yoga. I hate yoga. I'm telling you now, I hate yoga. But the thing is, I was trying to be the person who loves yoga. Oh, you're making me cry. I know. I'm sorry. I have that effect. <laughs> because is that because you thought by loving by loving yoga, that yeah. made you this type of person, this spiritual? Correct. Yes. And I so wanted to be that person. And of course, there are elements in me. I do love to meditate. Yeah. I do. When the time is right, I don't do it 23 times a day. That's ridiculous. <laughs> went over the top, went over the top with my example there. <laughs> random number. <laughs> Just random. 23 times a day. Yeah. I take one hour off for sleep. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but the point is, it was all about me. There was nothing authentic about that. There was nothing authentic mm. about that. And I'm not for one moment saying that people who are trying to be authentic are like that. That's the clearly the uh, one end of the spectrum. Then I think we have this part of us where we are trying so hard to be authentic. And what happens then is that we almost filter everything we say or do for fear of being unauthentic or inauthentic is it unauthentic or inauthentic I should really know that I talk about it so much so I probably say it wrong 50 percent of the time that's a good point actually because I, I, I couldn't tell you yeah and that and that's uh it very interesting anyone listening do feel free to uh write correct in. us yes <laughs> yeah. write in with is it inauthentic in. or unauthentic exactly. I think it's unauthentic oh yeah that feels good hmm. um so so we're desperately trying not to be unauthentic because we know, we know, we hear it all the time. Like you said, it's a buzzword. We all know the goal is to be authentic um, in our work, in our life, particularly if we are building a business because everyone has told us a million times well, you need to come from a place of authenticity. Yeah. So we're trying very hard to be authentic. And then we get into this trap of filtering ourselves to make sure we're being authentic. So then what happens is that actually putting anything out into the world becomes so freaking scary for fear that it isn't the true us that we paralyze ourselves and what ends up coming out is some kind of hygienic cleansed version of what we probably really wanted to say because we were really busy making sure yes this is my authentic opinion yes this is my authentic opinion okay how can I get it across so that it sounds authentic you know and and it's I mean it is kind of ironic isn't it we get we get wrapped up in trying to be authentic and which also is almost an oxymoron yeah you're not allowing yourself to just be that's right and for it to flow naturally you're yeah you're filtering everything that reminds me I remember um when I was in my teenage late teenage early 20s if I had a new boyfriend I would filter everything I said because I wanted them to really really like me yes so the conversation would become really staid and awkward or there'll be these really long silences yeah Un- but uncomfortable silences because you couldn't actually fill them with real thoughts in no. case they didn't fit yeah oh my god I totally get it yeah I totally get it when I um <laughs> when I met when I first met an ex-boyfriend as well and um he lived away away from me. So he used to come um sometimes at the weekends really early in the morning and arrive at my house really early in the morning and wake me up. Well, I used to set an alarm for an hour before he was due to arrive, get up, put on the most natural looking makeup, which was basically foundation, powder and mascara brush my hair and then literally lay like a statue on the pillow until he arrived so I could and then just pretend I was waking up true story who does that I know I've seen it in a movie though (laughs) yeah you know um 
bridesmaids. Oh, yeah. Exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. exactly like that. Oh yeah. no, that was another one. Oh, that was. Another oh no, one. not that bridesmaids. Was... I'm thinking runaway bride. Yeah, that's with the eggs. That's another one. That's a really good analogy for um, authenticity. So many of us don't know what our actual true opinion on something is, which is another reason why trying to be authentic becomes really challenging. Because actually, we've never really done the work to to work out what our true opinions are. We've consumed so much content and ideas and um you know formulas and blueprints from other people that not our way of doing something and is not a bit cloudy. Sorry, not forget I'm talking over you. I do apologize. Because okay. I'm so excited. Yes. Um and not forgetting cultural and societal oh, um absolutely opinions of how we think yeah. we should behave and what we think we should be saying. I mean that does play a massive part in us being unauthentic so why why is it so important to be radically authentic how do what do you see the benefits why is it so important to us Mm. Mm, that's a great question the benefits of it are that everything in your life and your business becomes so much simpler if you oh and I just wish sometimes I really wish I could just literally inject into everyone's heads some kind of magic potion that gives them the experience of harnessing this radical authenticity and allowing themselves to just be who they really truly are for a day because they'd never go back because it's so liberating it's everything becomes simpler you don't have to second guess yourself you don't have to prepare for hours on end if you're going to go live on video or whatever because you're suddenly you really are just sharing your true thoughts and opinions on things so that's one thing everything becomes simpler the second benefit is and I alluded to it earlier which is about how particularly for business owners if you can if you are, sorry, completely and utterly authentic, then you have no competition. You have competition when you put yourself into a pool with sound the same, with look the same, with looky likeies. Um, looky Well, I was going to say no lighty, no likey. That's something completely different. <laughs> that 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 dating show. No, not that. But yeah, looky likeys, sound alikeys, <laughs> all of those. When you put yourself into one of those pools, those are all your competition. A client coming along has to think, well, okay, they're all the same. So I'll go with the cheapest one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when price is all you have to kind of negotiate on with a client. And it's stressful trying to be like somebody else. Don't you so like create? Oh, it's exhausting yeah it's exhausting trying to be like someone else because I think it's like that trying word is the point isn't it trying to do anything is exhausting letting it be easy letting it be light letting it be simple is refreshingly simple (laughs) I mean it's natural yes and and don't you find trying and when you're authentically, radically yourself, the sort of people you then attract oh, are absolutely ideal right people. Yes, beautiful friends and connections. Beautiful friends and connections, clients you absolutely adore working with. Um opportunities show themselves like never ever before like and I can I really can speak up for this because when I was really starting out and trying to copy how other people did business (laughs) I love air quotes on a podcast don't you for anyone (laughs) listening I just did air quotes okay now you're now you're caught up you know but copying how other people do business you know that's what I was wrapped up in and 
opportunities never seem to come along like they did for other people then and some of that is time passing some of that is more experience some of that is working with more clients um you know but what I find now is that opportunities are always showing themselves because I dare to have those conversations so when I was not being authentically myself so my authentic self is someone who's curious who probably says inappropriate things sometimes who probably asks inappropriate questions sometimes but does it from a real place of love and wanting to just understand someone better what and that's my style so now opportunities like this wonderful conversation we're having right now present themselves whereas when you're um yeah when you're this light version of yourself when you're the this looky likey I guess those opportunities don't come up or you don't seek them or they're harder you actually have to work for it yeah yeah no a hundred percent agree everything's easier yeah yeah I, and I like you, I see that although I see that when someone steps into their authenticity. I'm doing air quotes now as well, listeners. <laughs> authenticity. Love it. Um the everything it just shifts. It, everything shifts. It is that I love what you said earlier, that liberation, feeling completely and utterly liberated. Um mm-hmm. so that it can totally see why you work with freedom seekers. Yeah. And and why yeah. we attracted each other in this, because I'm Definitely. a total, total freedom seeker. You so. are, absolutely. I think we have loads in common in, in yeah. that realm. So I think, it yeah. was, and that's such a good example, isn't it? That's a natural connection and it's a natural, um, it's natural and joyful for us to, to talk to each other. Yes. And, and so it, authentic. Yes. And actually just talking about ease, I didn't go looking for Jill. Jill didn't come looking for me. No. We were introduced by a by a um, by my co-host, yeah, who yeah. knows us both. The lovely Claire. The lovely Claire. And talking of the lovely Claire, there was no work or effort involved in that either. I just a post popped up on LinkedIn that really I just loved her energy and resonated, and I just sent her a message. Hey, that was awesome. And hey ho, presto. We're up to 52 episodes in a podcast. I mean, isn't that, if ever there was a an example for anyone listening who has social media angst or any other kind of marketing angst, isn't that a perfect example of relationships uh, mm. over algorithms any day, you know? I uh, mean, just one post, you re- it resonated with you. You reached out, formed a connection she was and Claire, you now. yeah and Claire was being her authentic self in this video oh yeah Claire and, is always her authentic self yeah and, and I was really authentic in the message I sent her yeah yeah and it's just yeah let's have a conversation but imagine if that just taking the other extreme of mm. that would be you perhaps looking at that post and then feeling almost like perhaps scrolling on past it and then getting frustrated with content creation and then thinking well I really that post was really good I mean I didn't do anything about it but you know I need to create something like that next thing you know you're you know trying to copy what someone else is doing you're trying and it's completely missed the mark Mm -hmm. because the gold there was that Claire did something really authentic, put it out there, you authentically responded, and that's as complicated as it had to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yes. Mm. So listen, people, listen and listen and in, Pete. Listen, because it works. It really and so it as we said, it takes a lot of courage for people to be mm. truly authentic and who they really are. And I want to yeah. ask you in a moment, what does who you truly are or you know who you truly are what does that mean but before I get to that it takes it does take courage and bravery to to step into that and that's all around Mm. you know that all of leadership has courage related to it so how do you cultivate that courage yeah how how what what can people do 
what can our listeners do to help cultivate the courage to be who they truly are, to be their authentic self? That's a really good question too. And I think it starts um, by understanding that courage is a bit like a muscle. You have to exercise it for it to grow. So small acts of bravery repeated consistently are what build the muscle of courage. Can you give an example? Absolutely. So it might be that your feeling of not being good enough is something that's holding you back. Fear, you know, fear that, well, if I put something out there that's, you know, what I really think about it, what if people laugh at my opinion? What if people think that's a stupid opinion? What if people um, who know more about this subject than I do comment on it, God forbid, and say to me, ah, yes, Jill, but I think what you've forgotten here is blah, blah, blah. You know, those are all like genuine fears people have around imposter syndrome is that they think that someone's going to make them look stupid or be angry with them. That's really, if you pair everything else away, that's yeah. what it comes, what's the, what imposter syndrome comes down to. Um, so one way that you could make a start at a small act of bravery to counter that is to do it in a really safe space. And this isn't necessarily with friends and family you know, but it can definitely be in a space where you're with people you trust, um, with people whose opinions are valuable to you. Not necessarily, no one else's opinion of you is necessary, but sometimes people's opinions are of interest and value to you. Sometimes just having a, a circle of, of people like that in your life that you can start practicing giving your honest opinion about something and letting go of the outcome of that because that's the other part of giving your honest opinion about something is that you have to let go of what the outcome of that honesty might be because you can't control that you can't control if someone likes your opinion doesn't like your opinion thinks your opinion is stupid doesn't believe you you know all of those things you cannot control the only bit you can control is you putting out the honest opinion that you know to be what you truly believe that would be my first tip it would be to practice doing that in what feels like a safe space and then go from there and start you know and also understanding that doing things that are brave doing things that take courage it's okay for that to feel uncomfortable it's really okay it's, it's okay to get comfortable feeling uncomfortable Nothing dire is going to happen if you feel a little bit uncomfortable for a while. And it, in fact, growth is all growth. When you first start to grow and evolve, it is very it is very uncomfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. your yeah, your mind is trying to keep you safe and going, hang on a minute. Well, I don't know what that's all about. That's all a bit unknown. That's a bit scary. I don't know if I mm. want to step into that because I don't know what's going to happen. So, yeah, and our mind and our ego get involved and we go into that fight or flight res response, don't Absolutely. we, where we either freeze. Absolutely. And, um, so, yeah, that's a really, really valid point um, about allowing yourself to be OK with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Because, yeah, you, yeah, you're not you're not going to die. And, and, and leaning into that liberation as well, leaning mm. into it and saying and thinking to yourself. If I'm courageous enough to start putting out genuine opinions, genuine content, if you're a content creator, genuine conversation, um, you know, if you're a relationship builder, um, really kind, really leaning into the freedom and the liberation and the ease with which you will be able to do that once you start speaking your absolute unadulterated unfiltered truth yes and the discomfort becomes very very minimal doesn't it it really does it, well you, it you forget it you it forget it very flips. yes it flips and it actually becomes really uncomfortable 
to do something that isn't <laughs> radically authentically you that's and that's where I am now is that if I um oh if I like start trying to do something or I find this with my writing a lot if I write something and when I get to the end of it realize that I've written it as someone who is a very very skilled writer it's probably rubbish and I probably need to start again mm -hmm. because it will mean I focused on that skill rather than on saying what I actually mean and I can tell when I do and I still do it I still do it all the time and it, that makes me really uncomfortable now putting out the stuff that is genuinely what I think and feel is very easy and doesn't take any courage or any kind of um or takes a lot less courage and doesn't make me feel uncomfortable and now putting out something which I wouldn't do but I do spot it and stop myself putting it out but yeah writing something that is that sounds kind of like not me or disingenuous is something that I just can't do now it, it just feels so yuck you literally feel it in your body T totally yeah yeah body. yeah your body your body's Absolutely. a really good um compass it's a really good as we're talking about it, I can feel it in my stomach Go right now yeah that's funny yeah 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 um but what I wanted to say for people that are concerned about taking the courage and it being uncomfortable mm. that that uncut that discomfort is very very minimal and it mm. passes super quick mm. as you said Jill you start practicing you practice that muscle it's that's like when right. we first started doing the podcast I was like, oh, God, I'm going to do a podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then exactly. after two, it's like, yeah, I got this. I mean, I make yeah. mistakes and that's OK. I'm comfortable with making mistakes and not being perfect. I mean, one of our hashtags is hashtag not perfect. Oh, great. I love that. <laughs> but no one wants polished anymore anyway. It's so boring. Yeah. But it, it's so much fun. And so just taking those little steps out of your comfort zone yeah it's just I can't even describe how worth it, it is because that's Absolutely where you're going right. to thrive and flourish and reach your exponential potential yes exactly right and surround for anyone listening surround yourself with people like that surround yourself with the the gens and the clairs of the world because and the you gems. know that's and the thank you very much and the gel. Um, but if you surround yourself with those sort of people, it will rub off and it will get easier and easier and easier for sure. Yes. And it's fun and it's, it's yeah, but you're not alone. You're so not alone. Yeah. Um, so final question. And I think a lot of people get confused about what this means, um, who you truly are. And I, I use it as well. Um, mm you know, to be really connected or tuned into, tapped into who you truly are. So what, what does that mean for you, Jill? Are. I think for me, it's, it's the difference between who you want to be and who you truly are. So when you think about it like that, who you want to be is something aspirational. It's for, you tend to take the good bits of who you truly are and then pair them up with the bits that aren't who you truly are, but you really want to be, have them. That's who you want to be. Who you truly are is accepting all of the parts of you. So it's accepting the parts that you don't like as much. It's accepting that sometimes you make mistakes. It's accepting that Sometimes you say mean things that you can't take back and you wish you could. But it's accepting that all of those parts of you, along with the loving part of you, the kind part of you, the part of you that always wants to do the right thing whenever she can or he can. I think it's accepting who you truly are is accepting all of those facets of your personality and being a lot more forgiving of yourself for the things that aren't the way that you would perhaps like them to be and and also leaning into the parts of you that really are good and that you play down so that you don't make other people uncomfortable so these are the things that we try to do when when we are not being authentic 
is that depending on who we're with, we will be overly humble about the things we're good at and mm-hmm. we'll dumb ourselves down because we don't want to make other people feel bad about themselves or we don't want to, you know, being authentic is actually being proud of the good parts of you and and the good work that you do. And therefore, when you're proud of it, you want to tell others about it. That's one of the reasons why people find it so hard to sell what they do. It's because one of the things that's ingrained in us is not to be boastful and not to, um, you know, talk about the things that we're good at. So, and then the other side of that, of being who you truly are, like I say, is accepting all of the parts of you that aren't the way you wish they were, but they are who you truly are. And it's about accepting those being more forgiving of yourself and understanding that the whole of you bringing the whole of you to the table is is really so refreshing for people that they will be more forgiving of any of the not so great parts of you too it's only when we try to be someone we're not because of course we can't actually go against our nature we can't actually, you, you don't, there's no part of who you truly are that you can make up. <laughs> it is just who you truly are. And it's accepting that. It's accepting that and knowing that if you are authentic in putting that, the, that who you truly are into the world, other people will accept that too. And, and do you think, though, that sometimes we're molded into something we're not? because of experiences that we've had whether that be you know bullying um, other traumatic experiences or just the way we've been brought up in a you know in a family or in a society or a culture Mm. um Mm. do you think that that's wrapped up in that as well that we you know we think that we need you know we should be this way yeah and sometimes it's really hard to get to the bottom of who we truly are because of all of those layers of um other people's stories that have been um put upon us um you know the the stories we grew up with the stories that bad experience have layered upon us um sometimes it is really hard to get underneath that and that's why people you know like you and I are are around doing what we do because I think we that's something we have in common is being really passionate about um helping people find who they truly are um Mm -hmm. you know you more so than me but um certainly yeah to a certain extent me too in business certainly Mm -hmm. um and I think it's just the most important work ever yeah I agree because we we those those other people's stories become our own stories yeah they do Um, and 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 a lot of those a lot of those stories are so subconscious and so hidden it's That's hard right. to, like you say the layers we are all like, like onions um and, and peeling peeling back the layers but not peeling the back the layers in terms of therapy where it can be really painful but more opening your heart up yeah to be who you are and to to focus on that energy and and to yes look at where those beliefs came from but to be able to transform those beliefs in as light uh, uh, environment as possible and and allow some feelings to be you know not, you know allow feelings to come up to be released so mm. you can step into that person of who you truly are yeah oh perfect yeah absolutely yeah yeah is there anything that you would like to share with the listeners I believe that you have um we're going to put your links in the podcast description so please do take a look at those yes definitely I have a freebie there is a gift gift for them yes tell us about your gift so I have I've created a little bundle um actually for your bundles yes um and it's a vision and goal setting bundle um and it's really for business owners who need some clarity around the vision they have for their business the goals that they want to set for themselves within that business 
and really positioning that business um, in the market. And it has uh, it has three workbooks and I think five days of email support as well. So five days of email support. Uh, yeah, that it, comes with the uh, with the emails. Yeah, that uh, is workbooks awesome. Well. So for yeah. anyone that's feeling a bit stuck, wants to redefine their decision, their vision, get some clarity um, right. and set some goals, then click on that link in the description. Um, that sounds awesome. I love it. I love a bundle. Love bundle. a bundle. I love a bundle. Love a bundle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shall I tell you there... why it's a bundle? Shall I tell you why it's a bundle? Yes. This is the honest Why is it trend. a bundle? <laughs> because I was trying to create this workbook and it was never bloody ending. I was thinking no one's going to fill that out. So I turned it into three workbooks and called it a bundle, which it is now. Brilliant. See, there that's the go. sort of advice that you can get. That's the sort of suggestions that you can get when you work with Jill. Isn't it? It's yeah, so exactly. simple, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, oh my god, this book, oh. this workbook's huge. Oh, let's just put it, cut it in three. It a bundle. It's a bundle. Who doesn't love a bundle? I love well, it just it makes it easier, isn't it? It's bite size. Those micro steps, those steps towards bigger goals exactly. and your aspirations and dreams. So, mm -hmm. anything else you'd like to add, Jill? Before we go, we have had us. I've had such a good time, and I hope the listeners have got a lot from this. I know they will have. But is there any oh, I hope juicy so. gems yeah, or anything absolutely. else you want to end on? Well, I suppose I just would love to end on really asking everyone listening to do this work in what and whatever that means to you, whatever it means to you, but just start thinking about it. How am I showing up? Am I showing up as someone trying to be authentic or am I showing up authentically? If you can if you can really master that and take off the filter start really showing up as who you truly are everything will change for you I'm so passionate about it because it happened to me and I know what happens when you do it and it's amazing thank you Jill I've really thank thoroughly you. enjoyed this conversation me too thank you Jen thank you and thank you listeners for listening. You know what to do. Please like, subscribe and share. It really does help us to continue bringing you amazing content and guests. And until next time, have a great day wherever you are in the world. Bye.